This podcast contains adult themes, language, and situations. Listener discretion is strongly advised. Hello, hello, Canes. Hello, Loki. Hello to all the listeners to the inaugural show. That's a hard word to say of our new show, Off Leash, a puppy kink podcast. To get this out of the way right off the bat, this is an NSFW podcast wherein we discuss adult themes, sexual activity, and consulting, consulting or consenting, um, consenting sexual puppy play. All listeners should be advised to listen to their own discretion. The opinions expressed here are ours alone, and you may or may not agree with what you hear or what you have to what we have to say. We're open to discussion from our listeners on the Discord server and on our new Telegram chat, both of which are invite only. So if you want to participate, participate or participate, go ahead and send a DM or direct message to any of us three on Telegram, and we can add you to those chats. I am Barely Normal on Telegram, and the format of this show is going to be single-topic, free-flowing discussions. Your co-hosts for this journey into this exciting world of puppy play and kink play are, of course, myself. Do you go by DJ Canes or just Canes? Canes. Just Canes. Just Canes. Where did the DJ come from? So just that out of curiosity. Was, <laughs> that was actually uh, when um, I first started doing like video games on my computer. Um, mm-hmm. Canes was usually, um, occupied. Someone usually stole that name. So uh-huh. I just put a DJ in front of it because I also was a DJ at the time, but, uh-huh. um, I do not do that anymore. Okay. So it's just Canes. All right. Canes. And then Loki say hello, Loki. Hi. Hi. <laughs> All right. So I thought to get things started, would be a good idea to tell our listeners, what the well, I already told you what the format of the show is going to be and how often it's going to how they often they can expect a new episode. We're planning on doing this every other week on a Sunday. It'll be released uh, May 1st will be the first release. And then after that, every other Sunday. So the 15th, 29th, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Now, uh, Keynes and Loki are the quote unquote experts in this field. Not an expert. We're not going to say that they're, well, they're, they're, you guys are more of an expert in this field than I am. So general company accepted. I would say that you guys have more knowledge in this whole area than I do. Now they know a great deal and what they don't know, we'll have guests on to the show to discuss those specific topics. Now, rea- now really they know, like I said, more than I do. And um, they're going to be the ones educating me on most of the subjects. So by way of introduction, I'm going to tell you a little bit about myself, if you haven't listened to me on my other podcast, which is called uh, Barely Forecasting featuring Tabin, which is a safe-for-work podcast. You can go listen to that if you'd like. As I stated earlier, I know very little about pup play. And Keynes, when you guest co-hosted me with me on my other podcast, we chatted a bit about pup play 
in a safer work format. I discovered I discovered Pup Play when I went to my very first FurCon, which was Further Confusion 2017. I saw pups walking around in very little clothing, pup hoods, collars, and the like. And that had my little gay antenna perked up. I was like, oh, what are these what are these cute boys running around in almost nothing and pup hoods? And so then I noticed on the program there was a pup play panel and a mosh. And so I went to the panel. I stuck around for the mosh and was absolutely fascinated with the, uh, what do you call it, genre, subculture, what, uh, it's something community. along that line? Kink community. Community, okay. The, the pup community. The pup community. And then as time has gone by, I found more and more puppies in the furry fandom. And there is really some good crossover where some pups are also furries and some furries are also pups. And I guess it depends on what they is their primary. But a lot of times, you know, there we are. And of course, on the various gay hookup apps like Grinder, Scruff, um, the other ones, there are puppies all over that place. And a lot of them have their hoods on. And so... That's what we're going to get into on this podcast. Canes, tell us about yourself. Um, hello, everyone. Uh, um, I've been a pup for probably about six, seven years. Um, and uh, I first started actually when Tumblr, uh, I was scrolling through Tumblr and uh, found some pup pages and was very uh, interested by it. Um, didn't have the like say the person to like talk to about it. So um, I basically just, um, this is before it became like a uh, really a popular thing as well. And uh, so I basically reached out to someone on the Tumblr page that I was following and the, they were actually uh, in my area. Um, and so I was like, Hey, you know, I'd love to meet up and basically ask a whole bunch of questions. And, um, uh, you know, basically, um, they told me about the communities that meet up, um, in one of the local bars, um, basically once a month. And I went there, um, met a whole bunch of pups and, uh, their handlers and, uh, started asking questions. Um, basically a couple months later, I bought my first hood, um, started getting into the real headspace of it and, uh, you know, finding that for myself, um, talking with other pups and figuring out what they were doing, how to trigger it and all that stuff. Um, and just becoming, you know, more of a pup as the time went on. And then I went to, uh, my first fur con, uh, with my boyfriend at the time. And, uh, basically we were hanging out with a whole bunch of people and I actually met, uh, Tabin, and then um, I also met Barely as well, and basically our friendship has grown um, ever since. And you know, I he asks me all the time about you know certain kinks, and um, we basically came up with doing a whole podcast to ourselves um, instead of well, just, yeah, because we spent so many hours just talking about it. We said, hey, others should be in others should hear this exactly. Yeah. Now, what was your first furcon? What was that? Which that one was, was FC twenty eighteen. Twenty eighteen. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So that was a while back. That was a while back. Well, you know, there you go. So, Loki. Yes. Tell us about yourself. Um, so I discovered Pup Play, admittingly, um, when I was roughly around 16, um, through Twitter, through some, admittingly, NSFW Twitters. Um, and I thought it was very interesting. Um, 
at the time, I didn't understand the mental health positives of hook play just in general. Um, but I didn't really get into it as like an everyday kind of thing until until after a good friend of mine um, was talking to me about his interest in pup play and things like that, not being a puppy himself, but potentially having pups in the situation of him being a handler. Um, so I was about probably a few months or so after I turned 18 um, that I told him, I was like, hey, you know what, this seems really interesting, and uh, asked him a few questions if he knew anything about it, and then we got to talking about it a lot more, and then I was like, probably between 18, 19, almost 19, um, before he took me on as his pup, um, before he became my handler. Um, so for my 19th birthday, I ended up getting my first hood, and um, I immediately fell in love with it. Um, a little later, towards uh, BLFC 2021, actually, I, uh, I met Keynes, and I briefly met with you. So I thought that was probably one of the best cons I've been to. Well, that, well that's good. <laughs> so, you know, going to cons is exciting. So, all right. So you guys talked about some things. Now, I'm going to – should I call you guys or pups? What should I call you pups. guys? Pups is good. Pups. Okay. So you pups talked about – some things and we're going to talk about it for this first episode. This first episode is more of way of introduction, what pup play is, what all those things are. And we're going to assume for the time being that most of our listeners are already either into pup play or know a little bit about it, but, and maybe this will be their very first experience with learning about pup play. So we kind of want to start with the basics. So you guys mentioned things, you pups mentioned things like handlers, hoods, headspace, the three H's, I guess, um, triggering a gear and all that kind of stuff. So let's talk a little bit about, let's start with a handler. What's a handler? So a handler can be multitude of different things. Um, again, these are going to be very broad, uh, strokes mm-hmm. for these, and we'll dive further into them, uh, later on in the episodes. Um, but so a handler is basically someone that will look after a pup. Um, it's actually funny because we just went to Mr. S to pick up his, uh, brand new custom, uh, pup hood. And oh, are you talking about Loki? Yes. Loki. Loki uh, got a custom pup hood. Yes. Ooh. Um, actually I will show you it. Um, oh, it's very pretty. It's blue yes. and red and black. Yes. Very nice. It's very pretty. Um, very pretty. So now, question, question. Yes. You, you said Mr. S. Yes. How much did that set you back? <laughs> so, uh, custom hoods, I think, start at 230, 240. Hmm. Yeah, 220, 220, 230, something like that. Um, okay, it's so not 220, for, not, not $2.20. No, no, so. $220. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, but I, I don't like, we'll just go right into this real quick. Um, sure. For beginner pups, I do not recommend getting a custom hood or even going to a Mr. S like leather and getting a hood from there unless you can afford it and you can have the means to do so. Um, But there's a bunch of different places like Amazon and and Wish and stuff like that that have the basic pup hoods. Um, Mm -hmm. They're not as, you know, built. They're not as well built, but they they definitely um, still work for that mm-hmm. uh that headspace 
yeah okay immersiveness okay. that uh pup play that pups pup hoods do uh for people uh, a lot of times okay um but handlers back to handlers because we were talking mm-hmm. about handlers sorry yes. i'm a pup i get distracted that's go, all right i'll and go that's... In, go in very dis- very tangent uh and as and as we said it's a loose uh, loose format show so <laughs> yes let's tangentially all we can oh yes um so yes. um handlers um basically are like ever like seen a dog like a bio dog um at mm-hmm. a at a dog park and basically a handler is like that dog's owner or like the person that's taking care of that dog Okay. Yeah. So they don't make sure that they, you know, if they have a peanut allergy, you know, they don't eat peanuts and die because, you know, pups don't know any better um, or chocolate or, you know, whatever is the case that they just they shouldn't be doing that handler is there to protect that pup um, in that safe headspace that they're in. That's more focused on one thing at a time and being kind of I don't want to say this, you know, too you know, rash, but, um, dumb puppies, um, is a, mm-hmm. is a thing because head empty, you know, <laughs> head empty. Well, that just means you have to have some better training, right? Well, no, it's not necessarily that, uh, the pup headspace is very like, I'm focused on one thing. Um, mm-hmm. and that's like, not about the way of what's actually going on you'll you'll see a lot of times when a pup is in that headspace they'll focus a lot on their handler or their alpha or someone that is in charge of them and they'll okay. listen for every single command that is given to them um unless they are told okay go play with you know the other pups then they'll mm-hmm. do their own thing but as soon as they're they're you know they're handler or alpha or whoever's taking care of them says okay come here and sit they will come immediately um to that person because they Mm. they they are they're trained to do so um a lot of a lot of what people do is they actually use um uh different languages um as commands same same thing as in like uh pup training as well Mm -hmm. um like in bio dogs they'll use uh, a foreign language so that people don't actually automatically um, just get that trigger, um, mm-hmm. so that they have that special connection. Like they're looks listening for that, like key, um, mm-hmm. keyword. So Loki, do you have a handler? I do actually. Um, my handler is a little bit different of a situation. Um, uh-huh. my handler isn't just my handler. Um, I have a very specific and very special bond with my handler. Okay. Um, because he takes care of me in a multitude of ways, not necessarily just um, in puppy headspace or just in puppy situations. Um, mm-hmm. That's why he specifically has the title of daddy given to him because he's okay. more of a generalized caretaker, not necessarily specialized in just um, just puppy specific things. It's all across the board. Okay, so now in the um, in the gay world, the daddy can be somebody that you know has a boy or a youngster well not i would say youngster but somebody younger than them well sometimes not i guess it could be the same age but it's more of a role that they play and so is it the same kind of a role in in puppydom uh it it definitely can be um Mm -hmm. i feel like if we're going into more puppy specifics um in terms of 
I guess vocabulary or um, like spark words. Mm-hmm. Um, it it would be more focused on handler opposed to a daddy, but that does not mean that daddies don't traverse the gap between right. what is generally considered and what is generally not considered. Um, okay. So also like in terms of like you know just a uh, gay pop culture and things like that, um, mm-hmm. and king culture in general. Um, daddies are more generally considered to be um, heavier set people, burlier mm-hmm. people, things like that. Um, more dominant. Correct. When it comes to um, potentially, and we'll get on to the specifics later on about how little headspace and puppy headspace can combine together. Um, when it comes to littles, it doesn't necessarily matter about um, about like visuals right doesn't matter about you know weight distribution doesn't matter about age things like that um but that comes down to it would be like daddies and that situation would be more like the equivalent of like a handler to a puppy okay all right cool cool so does a handler own a puppy or are they just friends so there's there's some nuances here, I think, in the dynamic of the puppy world. Yes, there is. Okay. There's actually a lot. <laughs> um, so there's no real cookie cutter um, explanation to mm-hmm. um, what a, a dynamic of two people have. Um, it's mm-hmm. just um, they have a specific set of communication or relationship that they are working on. Because, um, again... No relationship is perfect. If you find a perfect relationship, don't join it. You you will ruin it. Um, just <laughs> okay. just saying. Um, okay. <laughs> because there's always something that someone has to be working on. Um, mm-hmm. Like yourself or the other person is going through, you know, something or communication needs to be, you know, had better or, or, or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, a handler can be anyone it can be a friend it can be you know uh, a boyfriend it can be um an alpha that's you know a handler in that specific situation um it can be uh you know a a neighbor if you really want them to you know know about your kink life and Mm -hmm. (laughs) loki's (laughs) eyes are like "Mm, what (laughs) well you never know what that neighbor's into you could show up and he'd be like why sure look at all my stuff if only we had known this earlier right right um but yeah so it's it's definitely um you you want that special connection though um because it is definitely a lot easier to have that special connection with the pup and get to know one another like what what your triggers are um you know, what type of headspace you're in. If you uh, are in trouble in that headspace, like you need to come out of it, like there's something wrong. There's a whole sort of different body languages that happen um, where there's communication that people aren't necessarily pervy to or prevy to. Prevy? Is it prevy? Privy. Privy? Privy. <laughs> privy. Not pervy. No. It could be pervy. You I could mean, be pervy to them as well. Yes, I mean, but it is usually pr- privy. Privy. Um, <laughs> Like most people aren't privy to the body language that uh, that is had between uh, a pup and a handler Um, because it is very um, it's a very, very special bond that they have. Um, Mm -hmm. And and yes, you do have those ugly 
you know, situations where, you know, the pup feels neglected or, you know, something like that. And, and I, I, I implore everyone, basically, it is a relationship. Don't just dive into a owned situation or don't dive into, um, you know, a, a pack just because it might seem great on the outside. Get to know those people first, um, mm-hmm. get to build that trust first and then work on that relationship. Don't necessarily just dive into that relationship. Okay. So, uh, Keynes, what is your and Loki's relationship these days? So we're exploring into, um, actually having, um, uh, like it's a it's a very new thing, but we are looking at uh, maybe dating or you know um, in a poly relationship, um, and you know exploring that uh, before we make any you know rash decisions. Basically, rash right. decisions. Rash decisions. Yes, decisions <laughs> about your rash. It's very important, you know, when when uh, when you that happens. You better a lot. not have a rash. <laughs> Rashes are Loki. Good. You have a rash. I hope you don't have a rash. No. All right. <laughs> okay. So handlers, daddies, owners, all those are kind of not really interchangeable, but they're all sort of the same type of a thing. They take care of the pup. They take care of your needs. And and some people, some pups have a full-time uh, handler, daddy, owner relationship where they're living with that person, that caretaker, giving them everything they need. And so when that happens, is it, and I'm going to ask this question of Loki because he indicated that he was in a long-term type relationship like that. So are you a puppy 24 seven? Um, I am. I try to be a puppy 24 seven. Obviously I can't do that at work because I'd probably get fired. Um, it depends on where you work, I guess. Also true. <laughs> um, yes, I, I, all of my free time, I do definitely try to, take puppy headspace because it is a more comforting um to me and i can say that i personally have slept in a kennel for probably about two and a half weeks um so that's, you slept you slept what in a kennel for oh, like okay. two and a half weeks okay um so if anyone has any questions about that that you're welcome to ask but um well we're gonna be uh, we're gonna have that in uh future future episodes we'll be talking about uh, kenneling and things like that so yes um all right um but yeah i've been uh i've been a pup for my daddy specifically for about three ish years you know and um it's pretty much an all the time thing when we talk um and communicate it's pretty much a constant constant variable in a way okay so educate me and our listeners so your puppy full-time at home not at work. So do you come home from work and put on your pup hood and just get into headspace or do you wait around or are you just like always in that headspace? How, how does that work? I mean, you like walk through the door and it's like, yay, I'm a puppy. Um, so normally I don't fall into headspace. Um, easily like some people, some people have really specific triggers and some people don't have triggers. Some people just happens. Um, because they're not exactly sure what does it, um, which is definitely interesting. Um, but how it works for me is I usually go home, right? I take care of the stuff I need to, like wash dishes, clean clothes, etc. cetera. Um, because of where I live, I can't really wear my hood all the time. Um, it's more of like I have to be kind of alone um, because of the situation, living situation, and all that stuff that's getting fixed. But um, 
I, I usually do. I usually game on my computer with my hood on for a while and then wait for Canes to get off work. And then we usually call. Nice. All right. Cool. And now you're visiting Canes right now. So you were actually, you're actually doing this podcast together with him in the same room. Um, and I'm distant, but um, how did that come about? Was that something that you just guys decided you pups decided to do or. So uh, we, we met at uh, BLFC. Um, when you you met him um yes and so we kind of became really good friends um mm-hmm. and started talking basically on a pretty regular basis um every day pretty much we we would have at least some sort of hey how's it going hope you know things are going good um mm-hmm. if you know something was going on then we would talk about it or uh wait until i'm off of work and um he's very much a a, a puppy um even in text messages um <laughs> okay because he will he will like not want to bother you um ah. when like you're busy doing something or or something else and so i constantly have to like fish for that information that is kind of part of like being like with a puppy that is you know more so a puppy a lot um that he might not even realize that he's in pup headspace um as well mm. um and um, so we basically, we met at the Furcon. um, we basically continued having, um, talks and then I went to go visit him, um, in Arkansas, which I've never actually been to Arkansas and oh my, I'm sorry, Arkansas. Yes. Arkansas. <laughs> um, is there anything in Arkansas besides Loki? No. Okay. Uh, right. So basically I went to uh, Arkansas and then we went to TFF, uh, which is mm. Texas Furry Fiesta. And mm-hmm. what's funny is we literally had that podcast right before um, I went, like we recorded mm-hmm. it literally right before um, I went to visit Loki. And okay. uh, so it was just really funny because we were talking about doing that podcast, uh, doing this podcast. And mm-hmm. uh, I, I immediately thought of him basically right. helping because he has been trained like i don't know if you want to go into it um but he's literally been um like in, in full training um by people um like in europe and he spent you know basically a year and a half basically um caged basically like a uh, cage being a puppy um mm-hmm and basically being trained um okay and so he knows a lot more than he knows a lot about being an actual pup than most mm-hmm. pups if that makes sense sure so loki was so were you were you trained as a pup or were you trained as an escort were you what were you trained as i i just i mean people want to know he just says you trained in europe for several years so So, um, so it was, it was primarily for, um, puppy play. Um, but, mm-hmm. um, they did offer some, uh, I guess optional would be the best statement. Um, optional, <laughs> op- <laughs> optional, 
optional courses um, and other kinks and things like that. Um, optional, so, what was this a college? Hang on a second. Optional courses. Was this? <laughs> yeah. Wait a minute. Did you go like puppy college? What is this? Um, not. I wouldn't call it college. <laughs> okay. Been there, done that. Um. Oh. <laughs> yeah, college is nothing like puppy play. I can guarantee that. Yeah. No. Um. <laughs> It's it was more of like a uh, I guess you call it like a kink school, um, okay. In a way, um, but hmm. I did primarily right. focus in puppy play. But there were optional courses that were possible to take if you wanted to try it out, and then if you wanted to further explore said kink that the mm-hmm. class was over, then you can you know continue on um, as to. So is this? I, I, I'm going to stray off the subject because only because it's fascinating to me is this like a bona fide school do you have to pay do you have tuition that kind of stuff or so yes and no um okay so it was more not necessarily paying for like quote-unquote courses um Mm -hmm. it was more for like you know you'd go there and they'd have like a cafe and stuff so you had to like pay your own food and then like Mm -hmm. i think like for the whole time it was like fourteen thousand something like that Good lord. Um, in total, but that's for okay. food, rooming, housing. Okay. Everything. Hmm. Um which I guess they could technically take some of that and go to like, you know, paying the people for their time. Um, sure. So outside hmm. of that, I'm not exactly sure how the money was dispersed, but I'm sure some of it was definitely put towards um paying the people for their time to give their knowledge. Sure. And I'm gonna ask because I know our listeners are wondering. How did you find this? Does it like they recruit you or were you like on Tumblr somewhere and they're like you're like, oh, this looks fun. I mean, how I mean, if I tried to find a puppy school right now, could I like Google it? <laughs> it's like what is that? You're, you're putting your not. fingers together. Okay. You could not find something like this uh just <laughs> randomly on the internet uh this is okay <laughs> a, a lot of times these are private invites so okay um a lot of times these are uh you you know someone that's like been through the program or like um like you meet someone that has been through the program and they're like hey you know if you're really interested in this you might want to give this person a contact uh they can hmm. get you in the right direction you can go visit them and just it, it it's all just kind of hearsay um, who says, you know, it, it's, it's an actual, like, um, I forgot the, the term. Well, there, there's a, a direct networking. Um, it's a direct, direct network. Okay. It's a direct networking type of situation. Um, and, okay. and a lot of the pup community is like that. Um, it, it, in kink in general too, as well, it's very, who do you know, who's going to invite you to those said events or, you know, other things that are going on. I mean, I know locally there are, um, like around here, there are literally rope events where, um, it's not a sexual event at all. It's literally just a shabari, um, event. Mm-hmm. So they literally okay. sit there and tie, um, for hours, um, right. tie like people up in, in shabari. Um, mm-hmm. and basically it's, yeah, it's like Loki said, it's a work of art when they're done. Um, mm-hmm. because I don't know if you've, have you ever seen Shibari? I've done Shibari, actually. Okay, okay. So, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, you're yeah. not so, you're not so, uh, 
innocent. <laughs> oh, no, I am not an innocent bear by any stretch of the imagination. Thank you very much. No. Uh, <laughs> so, no, no, I've, I've done Shibari. I've learned Shibari. I'd like to learn better. I mean, I've only learned oh, it yes. by doing it on the Internet. And I've had a couple of uh, sessions with some boys that uh, like to be uh, tied up and whatnot. So. And when I say boys, they're over the age of 18 consenting. Yes. yes. So let's make that clear to everybody yes. listening. Everything is consensual. 18 plus. Everything, everything is consensual. Everything is adults. Everything is legal. Let's yes. make that clear yes. above board. Now, that's not to say we won't discuss something like that other stuff later on in Correct. further episodes. Yes. Because it is something that does happen and should be addressed. But not today. Not in this episode. But, um, but yeah, Shibari. So yeah, so there's rope events. Okay, cool. Yeah, so I, wish I could find a rope event near me. Um, <laughs> again, it's really hard to find them, but once you mm-hmm. find them, it's it's a very small community of them. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's it's kind of it's same thing with pup play. So there's uh there's pup and well they're basically paw groups. They're pup and right. handlers, um like organizations, and they're right. all over the place. I mean, there's yes. there's them in Texas, in uh, California, in Seattle, um, Nevada, L.A. Um, there's there's just just in here, just in California, where 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 we're at, we have mm-hmm. SAC, we have L.A., and we have San Francisco, Paw, okay. and we have Fresno Paw, and Stockton right. Paw, and well, Bay Paw is uh, San Francisco. Um, Bay Paw, yeah. And PAW is P-A-H. Yes, PAW, P-A-H. Not P-A-W. Yes. Which stands for Pups and Handlers. And the thing is, that's pretty open. I mean, you could you could Google Pups and Handlers, and you'll find your local Pup and Handler group. I know our our local handler group, our, our PAW here in uh, Salem, where I live, uh, meets at the local gay club uh, weekly. Yes. And they have, a, they have a mosh every, I think it's, for whatever reason, every Wednesday night, they have a mosh or something like oh. that. It's like, it's like. You know, Why not on like, a weekend? <laughs> I well, because it's the only Wednesday. gay club in town, and uh, you know, you really couldn't have a mosh at the at a, at a straight club because things would be problematic. I'm well, sure. So there, uh, there is a you know, well, a that's stigma. true. There's yeah. a stigma that you know it's mm-hmm. all gay, you know, mm-hmm. gay, you know, twinks that are their pups, and that's not the case at all. Um, it's predominantly gay. Yes, it's predominantly gay, but anyone okay. can be a pup. Much like furries. Yeah. Yes. Well, <laughs> well, that's that's the thing. But like, yeah, there are you know straight pups. There are yes. uh, female handlers. There mm-hmm. are you know, and I actually know a few uh, pups that are straight that would never be sexualized in the pup headspace. It's very mm-hmm. much an escape of you know what they're trying to focus on is that that headspace and the escapism of being in that headspace. Mm-hmm. I know I'm right. throwing out a bunch of different, oh, but that's words. okay. We're going to, we're going to explore all this today. So headspace, let's talk about headspace. So just, just to, to tell our listeners a little bit, as we were planning this out, planning out this podcast, I was trying to throw you, you pups, some music for our theme song. And the one that I, thought was cute but not really meaningful to the podcast was the one that you two fell in love with yes and that's the one that we have played 
Yes. Because you explained to me that it sounds like to you pups, it sounded like puppies getting into headspace or something along that line. So that is now our theme song. Um, so explain how somebody gets into headspace. So, I mean, yes, we will go further into this. Um, yes. Um, in further episodes. Yes, Absolutely. Yes. Further episodes. Um, because mm-hmm. this is, this is a, this is a huge topic. Um, it's mm-hmm. not something that is going to cover everything. And, uh, everyone has unique, um, triggers. Some of them are duplicates. Some of them are not, but, uh, there are a lot of different ways to trigger a pup. <laughs> um, as yes. Loki tries to, uh, do one of my triggers as I am talking to you. Um, oh, is your trigger to be patted on the head? Uh, no, it's no? something okay. very, very close, but I'm not going to have oh. him say that yet. Um, okay. We'll talk about it. When we talk about headspace in our next episode. Yes. In our next episode. Okay. Yes. We will. We will definitely talk about it. <laughs> um, he's a little bit of a brat today. Um, so ah, there's, there's okay. definitely, um, some, uh, brightiness today which i love i love i love mm-hmm. bratty pups um ah okay it's actually funny. all bratty pups come to canes he'll take care of you uh no <laughs> no 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 <laughs> there's way too many of them oh well yeah yeah and that's a whole sub genre of the gay culture yes. as well not only just pups but just brats in general yes uh especially with uh doms and 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 boys and all that kind of stuff. Trust me, I know. Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> um, where were what were we talking about? We talked about headspace and getting into headspace, oh, yes. and then okay. Loki started poking you. So. Yes. Yes. Um, so, um, and now he's holding up a jock or something. What the hell? <laughs> I don't know that you two in the same room is a good idea for no, this podcast. No, it really isn't. <laughs> um, I think next episode I'm going to move him to a different room. Ah. Uh. <laughs> Just so uh, I can focus, because it's really distracting having him right here. But focus, uh, focus, whatever you know, whatever yes. you want to do. Ooh. Yes, please. <laughs> um. Anyways, um. Yeah. So headspace. we're not recording the video, listeners, but um, it, it's it's nice to watch Canes and Loki uh, be teasing one another on camera, and Loki just about took his pants off just to get Canes Canes's uh, goat, so to speak. Anyway, yes. Go on. Headspace. Yes. So headspace. headspace. Where are we going? Headspace. Yes. Um, so it, it definitely uh, can be triggered by a bunch of different things. Um, one of my examples, and I'll go further into this um, mm-hmm. when uh, we go in, when we dive further into this, but um, yes. I can go into headspace a lot easier than some people. Um, and I find myself in that headspace uh, even at work. Um, I can be in like the pup headspace at work and still do things. Um, Mm -hmm. but, uh, I have to watch out like what I say and what I do, um, in response to that. Uh, cause, um, I have almost barked a few times or, uh, (laughs) wagged my tail, um, or, you know, put my paws up like, you know, like, Ah. like, like excited, you know, uh-huh. when, you know, I'm doing something and it, it it's a lot of the time something where they'll be like, oh, good job. Like, you did a great job on that. Like, you know, or 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 one of my coworkers has said good boy. And I literally like, wow, lost my shit a little bit because <laughs> I was like, I was like, oh, God, what's going on? Um, 
I was like, do they At least know? He didn't pat you on the head. <laughs> no, he didn't pat boy. me on the head. But <laughs> I was like, excuse me? <laughs> um, because it threw me for a loop. But um, checking, you're like, did I wear my collar to work? What the hell? It's well, like... <laughs> that's what I was like. Did I like tell him that I was a puppy? Like, what the hell? Um, but mm-hmm. we had a good laugh about it later because I did tell him, like, please don't do that. Uh, it puts me in a weird <laughs> headspace. And he's like, oh, just like how your collar is. And I go, yeah. And he's uh, like, I knew so he's it. he's seen your collar then. Yes. So, so, okay. All right. So he's seen the, the collar. And that's where he was like, he knew uh-huh. something was up. Um, ah. we actually had a, a fun conversation about it. Cause he's like, he's like, yeah, I wouldn't tell anyone else. <laughs> I go, yeah, no, please don't. Yeah. Well, has he shown up at any paw events after that? <laughs> no, he hasn't, but he has okay. been to the, some of the bars. Okay. That, well, that are there. there. So he, he definitely right. is into some of the same things. Um, oh, okay. But no, we have not actually hung out outside of work. Um, thank goodness. Cause that would be really weird. It it could be, it could be very strange. Yeah. That's there, there's a, there's a very distinct line between pup world and work world. And yes. And mine is really kind of wanna... blurring a little bit. <laughs> well, well, hell, okay. Uh, <laughs> yes. I don't, like... I don't recommend everyone do this, but uh, it is definitely blending a little bit um, <laughs> with my, with my work stuff as well. Um hmm. But I'm fortunate enough to, you know, have people there that, you know, aren't letting it affect them um, in my work environment or anything else like that. Okay. So, so you have a handle on getting in a headspace or getting into headspace for the most part, except I'm for very when somebody fluent. you. I'm very fluent in getting in and out of headspace. Okay. Um, and, so, right. and it's just because I've had the experience of going in and out of it a lot. So how long have you been, quote unquote, a puppy? Uh, I've been a puppy for literally seven years, um, okay. like fully into the pup headspace for seven mm-hmm. years. Um, and uh, it's it's definitely it's definitely where like so like you, you talked a lot about like the furry and pup mix. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. my first thing was the pup community and then I found the furry community and fell in love with both. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've gone to the paw uh, panels and the pup and handler panels at different places. Mm-hmm. Um, some of them are really good. Some of them have really, really good information and um, it can be very informative. But I found that actually some of them can be damaging to the community a little bit. Um, it just really? depends on. Um, What's he pointing at back there? <laughs> I have no idea. He's very distracting. <laughs> He's very distracting. Yes. He's very distracting. So, uh, so damaging to the pup community. How could it be damaging? So, I mean, just because you disagree with what they're saying? No, not necessarily that. It's uh, okay. It can be turned into too much of a sexual thing um, okay. at times. Um, I've, I've heard from some people that some... I don't want to, I don't want to name anyone. Um, well, no, no, don't name names. Yeah. But basically, um, I've heard from people and have seen it where they're like kind of pup collecting to their Mm. organization a little bit. They're like, Oh yeah, come, come hang out with us, you know, older gentlemen and, you know, 
will train you at to be a pup and it's hmm. not necessarily about that at all um yeah. so it can be it can be put into a a a darker like situation um right but okay. it it again everyone can be a pup it doesn't have to be you know one specific uh gender or age or anything um, mm-hmm. but they were making it sound more of like, you had to be 21 and under. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. And so it was, it was just a little strange. That seems a little, um, creepy. Yeah. To me. Yeah. It, it was a little okay. creepy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I just, I want to throw that out there. It just yes. seems a little creepy. That's like, okay, you're, oh, you're 25. No, you can't be a pup here with us. Yeah. It was like you're, gatekeeping. You're, you're too old. They They were like gatekeeping on like as they were explaining these things like oh this is my personal like interest of it this is this is the way i want my puppy to look this is the way i want my puppy to act and it's like no huh. that's not that's not how this works <laughs> that's not that's not how puppies work no okay no well, um all right like well, like he was more explaining like this is how i would train someone to act and do and and be and i'm just like okay that's that's your okay taste and that's not really uh that, that that's not really uh educating um of what the pup community stands for um so it's just one of those things that uh it's just more and more that i look into this like pup kink podcast uh-huh. that i more want to do it right well i mean let's 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 just call it out there there is a strong strong sexual part of being a pup for a lot of pups yes but the pup community itself is not actually sexual. Okay. So so the pup headspace is not sexual. Um, yes, it can turn sexual, and it does turn yeah. sexual because you're focused on that one object or that one thing very closely. Right. And you have also that relationship with the other person that is handling you or is your alpha. And mm-hmm. so you're, you're, you have that special connection. So it can turn very sexual. Um, mm-hmm. But – that's not saying that all pups are sexual. Um, and some people would say that all pups are sexual and that's not the case. All right. All right. Well, I mean, I mean, I will tell you right, right off the bat, the first panel that I went to in 2017 was put on by the, the Bay area PAH. Yeah. And they talked a lot about the sexual aspect of it. However, they did point out like you did that it's not, all about sex but they made it seem like it was 99.9% about sex <laughs> it's not so, so the, the, I, right yeah so in my in my opinion okay it's about the escapism just like how in the furry fandom you have a fursona that you're right. that you're portraying that that let, like takes over your body your actions your talking that's kind of where um people are you know, mis misinterpreting sometimes that it's all just sexual and the uh, same thing happened in the furry fandom where people um, thought that all furries were just all sexual. And, and that's not the case at all, because there are people that are completely innocent in their furry fursona where they would never have sex or do anything inappropriate with someone. Mm-hmm. Um, and just same thing with the pup headspace it can be a very innocent puppy headspace of being a puppy 
with not wanting, you know, sex or not wanting to suck a dick. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, Loki, what do you think? So, um, he, he is definitely right about that. And I feel like the, the broad stigmatism between both a, you know, furry and, um, furry and pups and other generalized, um, fandoms for that matter even not necessarily just communities right so that's included in any fandom so like star trek mm-hmm. star wars etc um, oh sure yeah def- i mean i'm gonna say right now you go to a, you go to any convention of any fans there is sex happening everywhere yeah. well everywhere i mean <laughs> <laughs> something somebody's groping somebody somewhere i mean let's let's be let's be let's be honest <laughs> right and um I, I do think that honestly a good phrase that works for basically any community or fandom is that the few definitely do ruin it for many. Um, because you take the, you know, the few outliers, right. In certain circumstances. Right. And then that completely ruins the, I guess the image of the fandom or the community, right. Because they take the few extreme outliers, right. And then they Mm -hmm. try to make that the image of the entire thing. And that's not necessarily true. Um, and that goes for a lot of kinks, right? Some some people have more extreme versions of certain kinks, and then everyone places it on that. Or there's there's uh, how do I word that? There's false imaging and false representation of certain kinks and things like that. Like, and it's it, this is going to bring up a huge issue, but um, so like the Fifty so Shades about- of Grey. Fifty right. Shades of Grey. Fifty Shades of Pup. Of that course. was a yes. horrific display of kinks. <laughs> Not only was the movie just sucked, but B, uh-huh. it also didn't go over like contracts really. It didn't go over safety regulation. It didn't go over making sure the person was all right. It didn't go over aftercare. It just mm-hmm. that's that's not how those works. Even in a twenty four seven um dom sub relationship which is super super uncommon um mm-hmm. even then aftercare is still used aftercare is not something that needs to be skipped over that's extremely important whether it's just for headspace or if it's for you just got done beating someone until they're bleeding you know mm-hmm. it doesn't matter aftercare changes you know depending on the intensity of certain things and depending on how comfortable someone is or how stressful a certain scene or anything like that can be. It mm-hmm. it changes, but it's still not something that needs to be skipped over. It could just be giving them water afterwards. Maybe that's all they need. Maybe they just mm-hmm. need to be held. Maybe they need a shower. Maybe they want to be alone and that's fine. Everyone mm-hmm. has different forms of aftercare and that's something we'll definitely end up touching on a little bit later. Yeah, we'll be touching on that at episode two about headspace because episode two is all about headspace. But I want to ask you, Loki, real quick, since we're talking about headspace in a general term, how do you get into headspace? So <laughs> that's that is kind of a hard question for me to answer. Um, OK, I'm going to be completely honest. So headspace for me. There's, I guess, two different forms of headspace for me, right? And I feel like that's okay. pretty accurate for a lot of people. You have like your half in, half out headspace, mm-hmm. which is what a lot of people tend to be in more than just full, completely immersive headspace. Um, because I can tell you right now, I've only been in fully complete, you know, completely immersed in headspace like 
two, maybe three times in my entire life. Um, and it's, it's interesting, right? Because I can okay. be in half headspace, like half in, half out, where I can still function and mm-hmm. do things that I need to do and not be hyper-focused on something or anything like that. Um, okay. I can do that basically 24-7. But hmm. completely immersed headspace is very, very difficult for a lot of people to get in, actually. Not just a few people, not just a few outliers or anything like that. Fully immersive headspace is definitely more difficult to get into than, like, oh, I'm a puppy, you know, these are, like, some puppy tendencies that are coming out. Not necessarily, Mm -hmm. like, I'm not going to talk, I'm not going to do anything, (laughs) I'm just going to sit here, be derpy, and then try to figure out life. Um, (laughs) Okay, all right. So, okay, fair enough, fair enough. I mean, so so you come in and out, you go in and out. You're like he just touched on a really, he just touched on a really really like important thing: the derpy, Mm -hmm. dumb puppy, yeah, (laughs) dumb puppy, right? Well, I mean, puppies by definition are dumb because yes, yes. (laughs) I mean, a, a puppy is dumb. I mean, that's. You look at the canine version of puppies, they are dumb. They'll run into trees. They'll, you know, do stupid things. I mean, that's what puppies do. They're learning to be a dog. So, um, but in the puppy community, it's a little different because you do have alphas, doms, and all that kind of stuff. Now, let me ask you a question, Canes. You've sent me pictures of you at various group events. Yes. Where you're just chilling in your pup hood. Um, buck ass naked, except for your pup hood. Is that headspace or is that just chilling? So, um, it depends. <laughs> so, okay. Uh, for me, I can again go in and out of headspace a lot. And, uh, my headspace, like Loki did touch on a little bit, is there mm-hmm. is multiple layers. Um, right. And yes, I do sometimes sip, slip into that deep headspace and, uh, I, I don't do that just at an event. I, I, I will never do that because um, I don't have someone to like, yeah, it's not a safe environment for me because there's a lot of people. There's a lot going on. Um, I don't really okay. know everyone like, so it's, 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 it's a little bit um, harder um, to do a full headspace in those uh, atmospheres uh, right. in that atmosphere. But Definitely, for sure, I am in a partial headspace of being a pup, being derpy a little bit. And um, especially when alcohol gets inside of me, I can turn into that pup a a lot easier um, than um, being out of it. All right. Well, we'll we'll talk a little bit more about that in our next episode under headspace. But let's talk now before we wrap up this episode, let's talk about how you come out of headspace and what is aftercare. That's very important. Yes. I think our listeners as the very first episode should know that there's a thing called aftercare and you have to take care of somebody, some pup after they come out of that headspace. And why is that important? So it is very, very important to um, have aftercare and uh, aftercare is going to look different. Like Loki said uh, for everyone. Um, it's between you and the person that's taking care of you. Um, but, uh, sometimes it's just grabbing water or sometimes it's, you know, alone time. Sometimes it's, uh, a full hour cuddle session where you're just holding them and saying that they did a good job. 
Um, mm-hmm. And it just depends on the scene that you that you're in. Um, but it is very, very, very important to tell everyone there always has to be aftercare. Um, I don't care who you are. There's always needs to be some sort of aftercare um, after mm-hmm. the fact um, because you're doing these sessions. You're being in this headspace for two, three, four hours um, mm-hmm. and it can get exhausting. And when you're mentally in that headspace and you come out of it, it is very jarring. Um, and if you've never been in it, you wouldn't know what that feeling is. Um, and when you are in it, then you, you know, okay, I need aftercare after the fact, because as you're coming out of it, you feel yourself kind of, it's like almost a, what's that type of like lucid dreaming where you're like dreaming about yourself in third person. Yeah. Like a euphoria, like as you're coming out of it, it's like, a. yeah, you're like, you're, um, I don't know how to explain it. Um, it's <laughs> well, hard to we, explain. It's very hard to okay. explain. Um, right. but, uh, something that like it, it, it basically when you come out of headspace, yeah, it's like, you're kind of like you're high, um, in a, mm-hmm. in a way, um, where you kind of like, what just happened? How did I get here? What is going mm-hmm. on? You're coming out of not thinking about anything. And all of a sudden there's all this stuff back into your brain. Um, and your okay. brain is turning back on and there's a bunch of stuff spinning on in your, in your head, the handler or your alpha or your mate or whoever's there with you, um, mm-hmm. in that, in that, you know, play scene is going to need to take care of you and, and, and give you water, you know, give you pets, give you love and give you anything that you desire basically for the next like hour. Um, and just calm down, get acclimated back to being a human again. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, relax for just a little bit because it is mentally exhausting after the fact, um, you are drained after the fact you will sleep like a baby after, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I used to make a joke about that when people said they sleep, slept like a baby. I said, Oh, you woke up every three hours. I wanted to suck on a tit. Um, <laughs> so, because that's how babies sleep. They sleep for no. three hours. They wake up. They want to suck on mama's titty. So, you know, and no. as a puppy, I guess you're sucking on something else. Maybe. I don't know. I, it's hard to say. Mm. Well, I mean, you know, puppies suck on titties. And other things. Like and big other bones. Things. Big bones. They like the big bones. Well, yes. okay. So that wraps up our episode. Uh, you know, thank you for joining our headspace today. Bark. And joining with us. Barking with us, as you will. Yes. And. Uh, this again is Off Leash. You've been listening to Off Leash with uh, Barely Normal. Canes. And Toki. Tune in in two weeks. We're going to delve into Headspace deeply on our next episode. Yes. So with that, if you want to chat with us on Telegram, again, reach out to myself, Canes, or Loki on DM on Telegram. There will be a link. Discord yes. link also there that you can go there. So check with us again it's invite only so be sure to do that this has been an injured nerves podcast production we will talk and bark at you in two weeks bark 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 bark